0: Yeah, but that's the thing. You get skunked a few years, it sucks. Like, it's it's always good if you have a very difficult hunt. And Rad and I have had some difficult hunts where there's dangerous game or whatever, and you put the work in. You know, Mozambique, 120 degrees, 16 days for long, 15 days. It. It was, the it temperature
1: was, was perfect.
0: Ugh, <laughs> it was horrible. Rad, it's good to see you, buddy. How you doing? Good to see you, Kev. All right, first off, let's give some shout outs. We got like five to give. How do we we say this? I guess the first one would probably be. uh, Salidos Salados. what what did Tori say? How do do you pronounce it?
1: I can't remember, but generally you start off with uh, tactical distributors, impossible 15 gets you 15%
0: off. Okay, good call. Tactical (laughs) distributors, shout out to them. Thank you guys for the pants and panties and all the things you provide us. Hmm. Salido glassworks salado salido anyway look at this chalice this pimp chalice and that makes do you have a glass i do for your scotch well this is not scotch just yet what is it this is vodka red bull club soda i love dating girls that drink that <clears throat> mm. all right so thank you to these guys for these awesome glasses buffalo this one Look at this. Says it's a pirate's life over here. It's got my initials here. You know who did this? Freaking Ray. Crazy Crazy fucking Ray. So man, shout out well, to him. It's Thank it's you, Ray.
1: Old Ray's buddy, Danny DeRico. How these sweet little shot glasses he brought back with him. I know. He was in the a,
0: yeah, the Marine Corps. Yeah. Those are from the Mark eighteen belt fed machine gun grenade launcher machine gun. He brought those back and then made shot glasses for us out of.
1: That's sweet. and the uh scotch that's in here is from kristen oh kristen what a doll she did she
0: drank like a little bit
1: of my scotch over in (laughs) south africa and she bought me a whole bottle so
0: thank you kristen yeah kristen's a homie she knows how to drink Mm. she does did you see what's on the bottom of those danny laser engraved them
1: oh we got a little field ethos going there yeah oh how sweet
0: say cheers buggers cheers buggers, Chaz buggers. That's all hey, cheers buggers hey cheers to you cuz you cheers know what you. we have something else i should have known this thing was That's fancy sweet. oh it is so good so it's my birthday of the day and um so i went with you down to florida you and andrew yeah and uh took you guys to uh your other client's place the bolus can we shouldn't say that maybe i don't know Nobody's going to know who they are. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. All right. Took you there. So then I stayed with uh, Don Jr. Shout out to you. Thank you, Don, for the hospitality. He had a great time because it was just me and him. So we got to talk about stuff because I don't bring up politics with him when we're around everyone else because then people get all, you know, how they are about it. So I never bring up anything but hunting or shooting when I'm talking to him around others. He probably enjoys that as well. Oh yeah, that's what he really loves. Yeah, but so it was kind of cool because we got to hang out and talk politics. Some because I never really ask him about it because generally when we're together it's five or six of us. So yeah, um, so we got to talk to him, hang out. Oh, we had a great time. We had at the marina. It was wonderful. But so then I, I went to um, Alex Bosco. Oh he, Alex, what a legend! I know what a legend. He's he and his wife. They're the sweetest fucking people. Yeah. Oh Lisa, what a doll. So stayed with them one night, and uh, it happened to be my birthday. And uh, I got this mm. incredible flask from them. it's um, fancy looking. It is very fancy. It is it does look Italian. Yeah, it looks like They took an American hip
1: flask and they made it Italian.
0: Yeah, they made it nice. Put
1: a little so, bit of class into it. Yeah,
0: it's copper. It's all handmade. It's, it is wonderful. Alec, he is just a wonderful fucking human being.
1: He is. He's always happy. He's got a positive attitude. He's just always just laughing and smiling and has something cool to say. Yeah, he's a good dude. So anyway, cheers, bugger. Cheers, buggers! Mm, oh, you too,
0: James. JMO mm. thank you for the last minute. Uh. And you know what a legend Alex is. He even <clears throat> filled it with some expensive bourbon that I would never buy because it's too expensive. But you know he balls. <laughs> so he, he does. Yeah, he does like it. So I'm finishing it up now. So, cheers, buggers. There we go. <laughs> All right, so, dude. We've just had a hell of a year. And we just did a podcast with Andrew. I'll oh, we'll get one of these over here. Yeah, don't put a stain on the table. You can check you've had cruising around. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were probably Afrikaans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the dutch at all or dave half of dave edgham <laughs> my man oh dave
1: uh, i wonder how much he shatters shatters himself on the oh.
0: way over to germany yeah so, so, so what he's saying <clears throat> so um when thomas or james from q don't go with me to film in africa or wherever we go to hunt dave etchcomb goes and dave is just a sweetheart and absolute legend himself um south african guy so he's he's uh he's half afrikaans and so there seems to be a bit of a rub between you scots and the afrikaans
1: well if you ask dave i don't think he's um i'll just leave it at that I'll let
0: dave decide what he wants to say he's too nice to say anything bad about so yeah but he's also terrified of flying and so we all we fly a lot because terrified know, we he's know. absolutely shit scared and in you know, james we got the plane over there and dave is scared to fly commercial and you know we have a small plane over there and <laughs> whenever there's any turbulence, you, you to look at dave He's actually praying. <laughs> he's pray. He's pray. I, I mean, I guess to Jesus or God or Allah. I don't know who he's praying to, but he's praying. <laughs> that poor guy. He just I've got a few sh- shats himself the entire time we're flying. <laughs> when there's any turbulence, he's at got all. that white knuckle grip. Oh, he's oh, just oh, oh.
1: fucking. Just, <laughs> mm. Looks like he's got arthritis. He's
0: bloody crabbing on. So uh, hard. you remember that first time we hunted with him in the Eastern Cape and went across that. That rock cliff, that face. Oh, grabbing. You know, yeah, we're probably like 10 feet from the edge. Maybe not. Maybe we're five feet from like a 300 foot cliff. But we're. Oh, the first time distance. we were
1: further from there, we were huh? like, Yeah, I remember when you were, I mean, you were just walking like casually. Like we weren't even on the edge yet. No, no, we weren't near the. I mean, even five feet, you're not
0: near the edge. He was
1: stuck like a crab, oh. octopus type thing
0: with w- the rocks. YT. So so it's Rad, it's me, it's Dave, and then YT. Who, YT's the. The uh, tracker and Whitey's laughing, and I turn around and Dave is crawling, <laughs> and the rest of us are walking. I mean, to his credit, because Dave's not a young man. I mean, he's not old; he's still a kid, but he's my age. We went to school together. Remember? Is he your age? He's got to no. be younger because you call him boy. No, man. I, don't, well, no, I don't mean, boy, boy, but it's a different thing in America. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't fly in America? So in South Africa, oh, fuck you, ex- so temperamental. It, it, if you are younger or you're older than someone else you call him boy. And it's almost like a term of endearment or something, but wouldn't fly here. But I heard you on the phone today. You call him boy. So he's got to be better than my bud
1: boy. Okay.
0: Or, well, we were in the same class. He helped me pass
1: off accounts. It wasn't for Dave. I would not have passed off cons.
0: Oh, well, okay. Well, maybe you're talking to someone else anyway. So, uh, yeah. So Dave is right now. He he's flying to Germany. He was flying to Germany today to meet some of his clients cause he, some people he pHs for and they're taking him on a hunt and doing some things. So they flew him up to Germany and he sent us a video, me and uh, Andrew and Rad, in WhatsApp today. And it's a video out the window of the airplane, and there's like a thunderstorm and all. And Dave must have been dying. I he, can't believe he could send the video. He said that he had the crane grip going on though. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse crane grip. Reverse crane on the seats of. The- oh,
1: he was not happy. I mean, he's gonna shit himself if he flies over the Rockies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, when we were coming into boston hmm. had a little bit of turbulence
0: and that would have been enough for I don't, I don't know it's like i fly twice a week i don't notice anymore Like whatever you're either gonna die or you're not yeah i mean that's it's the one place where i realize i have zero control so yep. i just don't worry about it like i don't know i mean it's not quite the pirate's death that i prefer but if you die in a plane crash like yeah i don't know Yeah not as cool as a shark No, the shark would be cool but after cool. watching that what, what's that movie with leonardo dicaprio jaws no <laughs> <laughs> revenant or what the fuck? Oh, revenant with the bear, oh, with the bear. Ooh. Ooh. after seeing that i do not want to die by bear attack i'll give me that shark all day long yeah bear might be the worst that that was freaking horrible
1: why not just get torn up by an elephant that would be ideal Ugh, that'd be quick it would be trust me when that fucking
0: elephant hits you yeah, I mean, the the pictures I've seen. It'd,
1: it'd be, be like quick. that Ford Raptor just coming up at 100 miles an hour and just,
0: mm. mm. it'd be sweet. Speaking of that. Oh, before we get into the hunting, though, we just went to, um, uh, we were at Dallas. We were. Dallas Safari Club show, which is probably the best show. It's awesome.
1: It was awesome. It, it always is. It's
0: I know. I saw so much cool stuff there. Uh, I love it. It just makes me want to hunt everywhere there's so much cool stuff to hunt all over the world there is there's a good show for you guys well especially with you standing in
1: the booth it made it even better (gasps) we had this little magnet (laughs) yeah it's never people wearing like trash panda shirts and honey badger and it was pretty sweet it was nice as well because if andrew and i were busy talking to people it worked out really well that you were in the booth because someone walked in even if they didn't know who you were 99 percent of them obviously did know who you were but or do know who you are if they didn't you knew enough about the company and what we do that you keep them occupied till either andrew or I was
0: freed up andrew probably owes you a bunch of commission i was gonna say you would think i'd get a birthday card i would get something don't even get a discount on a hunt andrew's so tight he can back up to a <laughs> wall and suck a brick out my
1: sack you better take
0: that back <laughs> v- real quick no nah. i had to build my own house over there everything <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> pringle not see this party he party better party. Not. he's gonna
0: have a fucking heart he's attack. Not gonna watch it i know i'm totally i'm a known liar um but no it, it was great and it's so great to meet so many people and see people but i was surprised with that show You know, because like if I go to a gun show or like shot show, I mean, shot show is difficult for me um, because if I try to walk around at shot show and I can't imagine how the guys that are actually really famous in our industry are. But if I try to walk around shot show or go see something in a booth, I can't. It's like people want to talk to you and take like social media has created this whole thing, which I take advantage of. So I'm not complaining. But like if I want to see shot show, I got to go in a disguise. But you know, I didn't anticipate it at the Safari Club show because you, you know the homie Kristen came, Pat Hemingway was there, all the Field Ethos guys, all, yeah. the, all the dudes we hunt with. Brett Voorhees came, Ron oh, Dan, Brett, Ron
1: Dan, and Brett. No, they're so,
0: yeah, so wonderful.
1: And um I'm gonna get Ron Dan back for his whole Instagram issue.
0: Instagram issue, you know, he did that to me. Oh yeah, Ron Ron oh, Dan. that was pretty great. We'll, we'll cover that in a second, but. um but james at the safari club show in dallas so one day like kristen and i walked around to see stuff you know to see the different hunts and different things and you know just looking at everything that's there is so incredible like even if you just deer hunt or you consider can consider hunting you should go to the the Dallas Safari Club show or SCI SCI and doubt da- are in Nashville coming up. It's yep. going to be an awesome That'll show. Cool. So there's no reason to go to both. In my opinion, I go to both because I just love you guys want to hang out, but there's really no reason to go to both. Other than that, it's kind of the same thing, but, it is so incredible to see like all the things i mean full body mounts of every animal on the planet are there the skeleton mounts are so cool i'm glad that's becoming popular i mean i know it is in museums but now privately yeah that's cool yeah your brother was doing those that's so cool um but at dallas safari club i couldn't walk 100 feet without someone yeah wearing a trash panda shirt or a q shirt or wanting to uh take a picture or whatever and it was really cool being in y'all's booth how many people would come up to me and say you know i hadn't hunted since i was a kid or i'd never hunted and listening to your podcast about hunting in africa i'm so inspired and i've started hunting and you know the aspiration is to go to africa on a hunt go hunt with rad and andrew that's awesome
1: also the thing is i mean the reason you're so busy is you give people the time of day i've seen a lot of other people that are you know famous or well-known in the industry and they don't really give people the time of day where I've seen it with you. You will give it to a 12 year old to a guy who's freaking 75. Someone comes up and has an interest. You treat everyone the same, which, which I saw. I mean, I saw it with a guy that, you know, came there and it's his first time and, he had one specific thing he wanted to chat about and he saw you and you give everyone that's why you're so busy is that you treat everyone equally and you don't have and i've seen other guys who you know are well known and they brush people off and it's just a sort of like a quick you know 15 second okay nice to meet you oh i'm glad you like the product thanks very much cool all right we'll see i've got to run and that's why you're so busy is that you engage with everyone i think that's why you are so popular and a big part of why q is just blown up and taking the market by storm is Mm. the interaction that that you have with your fan base and customer base
0: well thank you i i I don't know it was interesting like Kristen, at one point she's like hey i'm gonna go look at this stuff i'll meet up with you in a while because we're walking around and like every hundred feet someone stops but to me yeah i mean i want to honor everyone now, like for me it's super humbling because it's it, i told Kristen, it's like i don't get it like i understand social media and all but it, when i said this to her when she's like hey i'm just gonna go walk around and i'll meet up with you know but i was like yeah cool but i was like we're standing next to these uh like uh the uh, cam no, and cam can am can am yeah that's like a buggy like a kawasaki yeah and they had like four wheelers side by sides and all canon is pretty cool yeah it's awesome quality I, shit, I told her i was like i love this side by side but like i don't give a shit who owns that company or who designed that thing you know so for me it's like weird that like i i get more with like don jr and people want to me oh you know, he's the son of the president and you know he's a famous guy but when it's just you own a gun company and people like want to meet you because of that. It's weird, but I I am humbled by it. I appreciate it. And when someone wants to ask me whether it's about hunting or our guns or just say, and one thing I know where our engineers and our marketing department are doing a fantastic job is a lot of the people that came up this time said, I want to thank you for all the innovation and what you do for our industry. You know, I mean, it's great for me to get all the credit. The reality is I do very little. But, you know, I mean, I do pay the bills, and I hire the people that are doing it. It's very good. Yeah, it's on silent, but you're not, apparently. So just uh, walk on in here in front of the camera. Thanks, Jess. Good to see you. How you doing? So what is this called? Is it not? I don't
1: know if it's Salad Dog. What? I think it's Salad
0: Dog Glassworks. Salad Dog Glassworks. No,
1: works. not Salad. Salad Dog. <laughs> oh, That's stupid. Salad. That's, oh, that's oh,
0: fucks. All Salado,
1: right. but it's got a G in there. Uh, you're right. Actually, Sal- uh, you're right. Sorry. I wasn't. Uh, t- there's not a double G. So it's Salado Glassworks.
0: Sal- with your accent, no one's going to be able to find it. Salado Dogworks. Go to my personal. Sal- Sal- La- your Wait, are we yep.
1: Salado. Salado.
0: Yep. Okay, cool. Go to our followers or who I follow and S-A-L. And you'll see it. Well, that makes sweet really sweet oh, these, glasses. They my are, chalice is awesome. Freaking awesome. Yeah, your glass, that's so, cute. Do you see my chalice? It's, you may be not pronouncing
1: it correctly, but they are freaking sweet. And now the blue, because
0: it's cold, is turned like milky. The blue, because blue. it's cold, turns milky. Fuck, I need that's, that accent. That, I would, I would get so, so much attention. Accents in if the US that are accent. like, Did you yeah, just yeah, Fucking gold. S- s- you thought I wanted to say pussy?
1: No, I did not say that at all. All
0: right. Well, so Dallas was awesome. You guys booked tons of hunts. Is it going to be the biggest year ever for Crusader safaris? The possibility is there. All right. All right. Well, you and I leave when When we leave in like a week to go to Cameroon. Mm,
1: you ask Tori what the date is. What's the date today? 19th. We leave in... I don't know. My math is not good bad. No, do
0: you know questions. the date that we were 28th. 28th? Yes, sir. All right. So Saturday. Do I have an early morning flight? Do you yeah, you? of course you do. It's like 6 a.m. For real? Yeah. Huh?
1: <laughs> and actually, I think it's like five 540.
0: Oh, red, you ass. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Going to my app right okay, now. Okay, let
1: me just tell you something. My flight from Johannesburg is at 3.30. 3 a.m. in the morning. Well, you're Rwandan a, air. You know say yeah. safe that's gonna fucking. Yeah, you're a young man. What? p.m. Oh,
0: p.m. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll Coburg. be drunk when I get on the plane, motherfucker. <laughs> you better not miss that <laughs> flight. I'm not gonna miss it. I'm gonna get drunk at the airport. Okay. Because they give me those free the wrong booze. Gate. I've got a
1: 3 a.m. flight with
0: John. <sighs> they have a 3 a.m. flight. Rwandan air, you know how safe that's gonna be. (laughs) I I love many things about Africa, but that shit don't make no sense. (laughs) 3 a.m. Rwandan air, get to Douala. That'd be in Cameroon? Yep. All right, well, tell us about this hunt. What are we going to hunt, and why is it so special? The Lord Derby Eland. Yes, the Lord Derby Eland.
1: It is the pinnacle of the Spiral Horn. That and the mountain Yala, and you're gonna say the bongo, bongo yeah but out of the three bongo lord derby okay, there's a lesser kudu and yeah that's cool but out of i would put lord derby at the top without a shadow of a doubt
0: is is that just you why are you so partial to it why is that your aspirational hunt just look at it one it's like hunting buffalo you track it You're tracking well, so it's going to be pretty flat where we are. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped on that. So you know, Daddy's been drinking and not working out.
1: Well, trust me, the heat—you'll lose, Ah. you'll sweat it out. Don't worry. So you're tracking, and buffalo—you can track buffalo for a long way. But generally, you pick up buffalo tracks. You can pick them up from the day before, and you're not going to track them as far as elon i mean elon you've seen them those things cover ground oh yeah you know It's the ice machine taking a shit <laughs> rad
0: i thought that was you farting again
1: <laughs> trust me if i could make it sound that tight i would do it more often
0: <laughs> yeah prison what it'll do to a <laughs> <old> man <laughs> good lord Hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, Elon, it's it's kind of like elk here in America. Like they can just cover so they much cover around. ground.
1: And the thing is, yeah. you're tracking them. They browsers. they keep moving. I don't know about up there as much as I do in other areas. Like when they're feeding on Mapani, pony, because my pony release a tannin, they move pretty fast when they when they're browsing. So uh, they they move. They cover ground. So you can do anywhere from ten to Fifteen miles a day tracking those things. It's seldom you track buffalo unless you're in an extremely wild area with a buffalo or like tuned up and skittish that you have to track buffalo that far. Um, so
0: and they're wide awake. Well, I hope I can do it because I've seen. I mean, they don't shoot that many of them because um, some pretty
1: old fucks that do it. So yeah, I'm sure yeah, you can do it. Yeah.
0: So the Lord Derby. So that that's just in the CAR or in Congo and Cameroon, Cameroon, CAR.
1: Um, they say there's someone DRC, um, but yeah, only place you hunt them now is uh, Cameroon. CAR, some guys still operate there, but you know, you hear m- mixed reports about that, so I'm okay. not gonna go and ditch CAR, I know there's some well, good areas, but. Well,
0: rather than, I mean, other than just being rare, what's, what's special about the Lord Derby, Elon?
1: Well, obviously it's horn size is the biggest. Um, the longest horns they are yeah, incredible. It's coloration, and we've we've timed it perfectly. Well, if you take history and you look at the time of year, we've timed it perfectly where you're going to get that big mop, that rough on its forehead, where it's black, it's thick, it's matted. Obviously, it stinks. Um, and his neck is swelled up. It's big. It's black. It's it's just prime it dur- during
0: the rut. And yeah, then, and it's like a prim. goat. Where they piss in their beard. The yeah, so bear he'll
1: man. he'll piss on the ground, and then he rubs his forehead on it. And.
0: Yeah, so an elon is actually <clears throat> the most delicious animal on the planet. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: We're taking bull tongue spots with us.
0: Oh, okay, cool. And then, um, so like beef jerky is what he's talking about, but he's trying to be it's fancy. It's better than African. beef jerky, but yeah. Um, so... Uh, the mop so that it's pretty cool about elon like part of the way that you age or judge them it's like body size it's horn size but then the mop so they have like this hair that grows and when the bulls get mature they have they also that that hair top. sort of
1: it with I think with the testosterone and everything running through their bodies that that hair actually grows mm. and it gets thick and then when the ruts over they actually lose a lot of that hair. So you're looking at the horns. You can, it's like anything. You can tell when something's old. You know, he sort of just gets a bit of a Roman nose, his neck, his body, his structure. Yeah. So that big thick mop, they don't have that all year round. When the rut finishes, they lose a bit of that. But some bulls will, will always keep a little bit of, of that mop on there. You know, on the forehead, even out of the rut yeah not as thick and but it's yeah pretty. we should It'll just post
0: there. a picture here of a it yeah, probably better if you Lord derby it. on yeah. in the rut you can see <laughs> so huh all right so they have savannah buffalo there we're going after that
1: they do they got that they got western roan got a few other things there's um
0: the blackface impala no
1: that's Namibia. whatever that's uh they've also got uh the harness Pushback, which you're wanting
0: yeah That'd be a good one well, wait. Back to the buffalo. What's the? How's the savannah buffalo compare to the cape buffalo?
1: Lot smaller. It it's got like miniature water buffalo horns. Like, lot smaller. You get ones that are sort of an orange color and some that are black. It just depends. Sometimes wow. they're like almost black on the front, orange on the back, or full orange. Um, they are known to be aggressive little buggers. So <sighs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's not quite as aggressive as the forest buffalo, but and they are very similar to the forest buffalo, but they're cool to hunt. It's something completely different. Um, Not as big a body, a lot smaller, but they are known to be quite aggressive. And I don't know if that's just them in nature or if that's got to do with the terrain they live in and with the pressure they've been put under in the past and
0: present, but yeah. Yeah, well... I'm excited about both of those. And we're going to full body mount both of those if we can get it done. Yeah. Come at the lodge. The Lord Derby's going to be huge. It's going to be so awesome.
1: I mean, the coloration on the Lord Derby, I mean, it may not be as big a body as a cape or a, a Livingston, but it's just, it, it has to be one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful animal. I mean, in terms of the African species. The bongo is beautiful. The bongo is a challenging, tough hunt in terms of the terrain you're hunting them in. But mm. for the most part, you're hunting them with dogs
0: yeah Whereas, yeah, yeah that hunt's gonna suck i think but but i want one it's gonna i be mean it's gonna
1: suck in the terms of the how physical it's gonna be running through the vines and you know the forest and but the the lord derby one it's unbelievably beautiful animal yeah to the way you hunt them is is so awesome because you actually track them Mm. And then at the time of the year That's we're fun, going, yeah. it makes it even better because you're tracking them and you can smell them. You can almost, if you lose the track, you can almost follow them by scent because they smell. They're that gross. So, well, not that gross. I think it's a musky smell. It's, so, you know, like a guy
0: does a workout or something.
1: Yeah. A I, woman will flock towards him because he's got that, he's letting off that geez. musk.
0: That must be why I don't date much. I got to work out. <laughs>
1: yeah, you got to work out a little more. Oh.
0: Give off that little. Work musk. Out, not not shower. Got it
1: i didn't say not shower i just said that you've got that
0: because uh, mm. i generally pride myself on not smelling
1: well bad. you know when you smell your armpit after a good workout you've been nah, sweating I don't smell of a lot mm. smell all like right mountain good <laughs>
0: your knees are rougher <laughs> they're <laughs> rougher than a goat's knee yeah <laughs> um so we can't take the fix in the camera so we're taking no, this we cannot take the fix it is uh it looks too paramilitary
1: yeah well they are of french descent so they are a little bit temperamental which is not uncommon in the french culture um so yeah it does look a little too military style uh, fuck knows what you're gonna do with one military style looking firearm where they think you can assassinate many a person,
0: but... I was looking forward to assassinating a Lord Derby in a
1: Savannah Buffalo.
0: Oh, yep, It would have done some damage. So this... So, so they said, no, we can't take it. So we're taking this uh, Winchester Model 70. This is really cool because... Shout out to Nick Schaefer. Oh, the God. head of engineering at Q... Who was the lead designer on the Fix Rifle when he worked at Browning Winchester... He bought this receiver in like an employee cell, and then he he made this barrel and put this rifle together, and he bought a stock from like the salvage bin because it had some dings in it, and he finished the stock and everything. So he built the gun. The gun's slick. He hand-built it, and it was so cool because when I realized I couldn't take the fix, then I had a couple of other 375s that I own and take them to the range. Neither one would function properly. So I was like, oh man. I know shit. Nick. You yeah. Got, you got a nice 375. I have That's two right. nice 375s and both of them shit the bed. So I asked Nick, because like I could go get like a, a Seiko or something, a nice gun. But it's
1: got everything. It's got a rod action. It's
0: yeah. got a barrel band. It's well, quite... and shout out to, to Jason Vincent at Field Ethos. He sent me a brand new Winchester 375 Safari grade. Oh, awesome. To take. But by then I'd already talked to Nick and I was like, Nick, hey, I hate to ask you. I know it's your gun, but here's what's going on. You think I could take it to Cameroon shoot the Lord Derby? He's like, oh, my God, that would be so awesome. Like, if you kill some stuff, you kill a buffalo and a Lord Derby. He was so excited about it. So then then when Jason contacted me saying he was going to send me a gun, I was like, my man, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take Nick's. He's actually excited I'm going to use it. And so Jason, to his credit, he's like, fine, hey, just export it, take it to your place in Africa, and we'll have a gun there we can use.
1: Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, cool. well, look at it. I mean, he's done, I love the stock because it's got this, you follow the grain and the back end of it, it. It's beautiful. Something happened there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I bet you when Nick built this gun, he never, ever thought that it would be going, I mean, maybe he thought it was going to shoot a Buffalo one day, but to go shoot a Lord Derby and a Savannah Buffalo, I highly doubt it. And I felt the action and everything about it, it is on point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nick's a doll. He's good at what he does. The gun's awesome. And he's so excited. So that makes me happy. And it's cooler to me rather than just even though I super appreciate Jason sending the gun, we're gonna export it. We'll shoot stuff with it over at Crusader. But that Nick like built this whole gun. Well you've and, also got a direct connection to the fix with Nick being involved. That's true. So anyway, so we'll do that. So this is pretty interesting. This is the first time I think we're hunting together that I'm not using the fix. Anymore. I know. You've bought the double rifle that you have over several <laughs> times and still haven't
1: shot anything
0: with it. <laughs> Hard to put the silencer on the double rifle. <laughs> True um, story. But also this has no silencer. But I get well, maybe I should have taken the double too and then I could have killed the buffalo with the double. I didn't think about it. Then we could have uh, taken... Going in there, you just want to take
1: have as Could little have taken- paperwork as possible and just one all-round raffle 375 they've got a 375 if you lose your ammo they'll have ammo just you take something that's common
0: yeah so winchester model 70 and 375 there we go can't beat it, it looks normal
1: they're not going to shut the bed when they see it that that opened that gun and case. And by that, up. you
0: mean put me in jail. Yeah. I like that. If,
1: if you'd opened up that gun case and there was something with a folding stock that looked military style, they would have had an absolute conniption shit fit. And we would have been trying to explain that one. It would
0: have been a disaster. Y'all yeah, so backwards over there. Us. <laughs> All right. (laughs) I would not be pointing (laughs) fingers. So uh, (laughs) what are you looking forward to this year hunting? You had a great year this past year, huh? We did. Um, How how many animals you and I kill together this year? Oh, shit. I don't know. A couple hundred? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Hey, have we talked about the leopard hunt yet? I think we did briefly one day, but we should hear more about it.
1: it. I think we touched on it with Andrew. No, we uh, well, unless you spoke about it on a previous podcast. I don't recall.
0: <clears throat> but that was in Mozambique on the Tanzanian border. And a property yeah. had never been hunted before. they just opened up almost a million acres.
1: Yeah, it was uh, R4 and then Yasa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you like that? We we shot a Livingston Egon. We shot two. Two. Two, two thugs. Yeah. The, one, the one was a proper thug. Woo. Yeah, he'd gone blue. So the Livingston School, we should put a picture up now too because it has stripes kind of like a kudu on it.
1: It does when they, oh, you'll see on the ones that you shot, the second one, he's got a few stripes towards the back end but the front end, he's just worn all his hair off his body. He's gone like leather, like a dark blue, like a navy blue. Um
0: yes that's kind of a thing. When when they get in the rut and they're old and they're big, really mature, during the rut, like they have no hair and it's it's really just the the hide that you see and it's all it's a blue color. So when someone says a a blue bull, that's what they mean. Yeah. I mean also it's just a a sign of age as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So that that was pretty great. Oh small pony bees and the Tetsi flies. flies Jeez.
1: Right? Well, actually, you're right. It's a it's a, a the Miponi, It's actually a Mapani bee. They make honey, but they don't sting. I think I swallowed like ten of them. I'm a mouth breather, so I guarantee you, I swallowed more than you.
0: Ugh. That I mean, a couple of days, you and I just had our shirts and stuff over our head, and we're just sitting like, there crying.
1: And the closer you get
0: to the animal, the more, And then there's no wind blowing. You just it's just. But you, you know, it's almost these are the things where you think about how like you feel like you really earned it like it's it's incredibly oh, yeah. hot we're sweating our asses off it's it's I don't know what it is it's the breeding season for the tsetse flies and the mponi bees and they're everywhere and uh, But what an incredible property and hunt that was. That leopard, oh my Lord. And we got to watch so many leopard on bait in the blind. And I'd never, you know, I'd seen one or two leopard before when you and I are hunting. But, you know, leopard, you just see them for a split second yeah. generally. And we got in blinds and watched them come in on bait. And they are so graceful. And I don't know if there's anything more beautiful than a leopard in the wild. No, I mean, they just...
1: The way they are, they're just so majestic. Yes. Everything about them, even when they're jumping up a tree or eating a piece of meat, there's nothing that's raw and like rough about them. They're not rough-edged. they just, everything's, it's like a well-rounded, smooth action. they just, everything they do has just got finesse and they're smooth and they're just from jumping on a tree to... He falls off the tree eating a piece of meat. He just still lands on all fours. He's not clumsy. Do you
0: remember that? So we're watching this one. It was the first leopard I'd seen for any amount of time. And he comes out like 10 feet in front of us. Remember in front of the blind? Mm -hmm. And he came out and he's basically circling the bait and everything to make sure there's nothing around. And he walked out and he was so graceful and he was silent. Yeah, so he's checking his wind and everything. Then he pops up the tree like one bounce goes 40 feet and perches. And then he jumps down to the limb and he walks out there carefully. And we had for bait, we had, I think we had a warthog on the limb. It's a big limb. And then we had hanging, which was, creepy looking because it looked like like a, like a, a reti- someone we pulled out of a retirement home that was 90 years old <laughs> yeah the baboon <laughs> hanging from the tree and so they love baboon so he's like gnaws on the warthog for a second and i think we brought this up in the other podcast but he reaches around the tree limb and he tries to grab the baboon up a couple times and he fails and he finally gets it up there and he's gnawing on it and then all of it, and it's like Everything he does is so purposeful and graceful. Mm -hmm. He pulls him up there and he's eating it. And then all of a sudden, like a cartoon, he flips out of the tree, falls out of the tree limb. He falls like 20 feet and it's fucking hilarious. You can see the panic in its eyes and it lands on its feet, just perched there like that. And it looks around to see if anyone saw it. (laughs) Like he was embarrassed. You remember Uh, that when he fell out of the tree?
1: Yeah. It's a, it's like a cat landing on his feet. Absolutely. It's just amazing how you see that and you see the panic. like his, And somehow with his tail and his body, he just lands yeah, on his feet. Yeah, I guess
0: it's head. the tail. They use it for balance Big on tongue. all the limbs. and the.
1: But you saw that. Like you talk about him. The blind was 55, 60 yards away. Yeah. And he came out along the edge of the riverbed. Yeah. And he walked downwind. He was calm and relaxed. Like, I mean, obviously he can see the bait. Yeah. And he knows it's there but he's just, he's walking down and having a little sniff and he walked along the edge of the riverbed. And that's why it's so important, On well, many places. Then, yeah, so we were, I think we, I did a tally. We had a total of 27 leopard on bait between males, females, mature males, young males. You know, we had 27 different leopards on bait. Yeah. Between our bait, our baits and Brett's baits. Yeah, and some of the some oh, of the baits yeah. were doubling up, you know, and we were just biding our time to find the right cat. I mean, we had four mature cats to choose from.
0: Yeah, we almost shot one one
1: day. Yeah, and designer. we we just, you know, we we're just trying to find the right one. The, you know, we we're just pushing the envelope a little bit to see what we could find. And yeah, if you watch, it's I always I've always found personally. Some guys may disagree. Everyone's got their own system, but. We had an obstacle between us and the bait, and the obstacle was that little riverbed, that dry riverbed. Yeah, so yeah. we were on one side, and there's a little riverbed in front. I'm talking about the leopard that you're talking about that ate the baboon, not the one you shot.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we had that, oh, yeah, we had that little was, riverbed. There's a little like, one. We had to jump across. We, we call that a creek in
1: America. Yeah. Okay, right. A little creek. We had to jump across that. We were on one side, and the bait was on the other side. That's right. 45 yards away from yeah, the Yeah, he came creek. out right on the and other he side. He came of the on the edge of the creek opposite side of us yeah and he went downwind of the bait and then one and then I, he went out of sight obviously lay there and flopped around a bit and maybe drank some water then he came back and he was in the tree that's cool yeah
0: yeah but then yeah we, we had several cats that kind of looked the same on bait but then um w- we were getting pictures of the one cat the one we ended up shooting yeah. and he was a thug much bigger you could tell he was older It had like a little bit hanging of skin Juliet, 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 yeah. like like me and double you double
1: chin oh, hold on
0: <laughs> and <clears> remember <throat> it, 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 like it's half tail. his tail's gone yep. it's got like a right hand kink in it Ah, oh, it's, it's cool so yeah uh, you know i want to go on another hunt because that one we ended up shooting at night it was so cool because i think we talked about it like we had the blind set up on the other side of the riverbed an actual river so we're pretty far away and at our 360 degrees, he walked in one degree beside us. We heard him coming on the dry leaves, as silent as a leopard is, and he gets five feet from us and smells oh, us or whatever and takes off and look out, and we see his, like, kink tail and it was him. Ah. And he still circled around and got back on the bait. Whoa. But we shot him at in, at night, and it's hard for me because I'm old. So I thought, like, we have to sit still at night. I just fall asleep. No, listen, I mean,
1: in all honesty, if, if it wasn't, that was just bad luck. Yeah. I mean he had been coming in from the other side. So my guess is he was probably lying up really close to the bait. And when we came in early and you got in the blind, he was lying up close enough that he saw you guys. So he got inquisitive and he probably walked in behind. Because the tracks leading in and out of the bait, he was coming in from the other side of the river. Yeah. But because there's water close by, there was a there's cover close by, he was probably lying up in a tree somewhere. I mean, yeah. I've been walking before quietly, and stumbled out, and there's a leopard uh, in a tree, sleeping, and he comes oh. tearing out the tree, oh. walks out. So it's not uncommon for them to lie close by. And they often are.
0: I wanna, I wanna hunt some more because I wanna shoot some during the day. I, and I, you will. I mean, cool.
1: yeah, we could have. I mean, we. I want,
0: I want one of those uh, coming to America. Whole like, <laughs> the fuck was that? A sneeze that I held in. Bless your soul. Thank you. Yeah, I, I want the whole leopard cape and everything. So we're gonna have to get after. It. No, I mean you can. I mean, you think about it, we could have shot leopard during the day. We were just waiting for a thug. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always torn with that. Like, do you shoot one that's a year or two younger? But you shoot it during the day, so we can get it on video. Because well, I want to inspire people to go hunting in Africa.
1: But that 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 young leopard, when you say, was oh, the
0: first a, one, I wouldn't have shot that one.
1: No, but there's a couple other ones you probably could have shot during the day that weren't. They were still six years old.
0: The one that came was, in on that bait before him, yeah, I almost shot him because it was we had perfect light. And he wasn't a young cat either. It's just no. the problem is
1: once you've got trail cam pics yeah. of the leopard that you shot and as old as you are, I mean, you look at his teeth and everything, he was an old cat. Yeah. And, so it's not like, I mean, it was, it was like shooting a 90-year-old man versus shooting a seven-year-old. Seven-year-old's still fucking old. I mean, like, you probably, you know, past your soul-by date, you're expired, you know, like, that's it. You've, you've lived a good life. You, if you perish or peg at 70, you've had a good one.
0: Nobody's gonna feel bad about um, it. No, exactly. So, None of the cats. i got 20 years, Tori, 20 years.
1: There you go. you good to go. So, yeah, you could have done that.
0: Well, okay. What would you think about the girls coming to Africa? How'd they do? Like, with them not being here. We'll pretend Tori's not here now. Or Jess. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. The girls? Well, maybe we just talk about Amy then. <laughs> <laughs> Like I will say, I, devil. Oh my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will say out of the three girls that Amy was the one that I anticipated would shoot a kudu and like maybe a warthog and then wouldn't hunt anymore. I didn't think she would get into it. And She's big, I think she is more into it than anyone. Like she was so excited. Oh my Lord, we'd see her in the afternoon and she would tell me about her hunt. She was, I've never seen her so happy, which, shocking to me. I I thought she just really wanted to go see Africa and she would shoot like a kudu to put in her office and then would be like, yeah, I'm good. She, I think she would have stayed a month and shot two or three things every day. She's so into it.
1: Yeah, she is. I mean, well, all of them were into it, but I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, to, Amy, to me, it didn't surprise me with Jess because you know her husband used to be game warden. She's even killed a moose before. I never killed a moose. Oh no, a giant one. She showed me the pictures. It's a freaking yeah, monster makes <laughs> Don Junior's look like a. I mean, that freaking calf a thug. <laughs> a thug. Uh, it's unbelievable. And so then, so she's a killer, and we know that. And you know, like, I felt like Tori really had it in her. She was really into the shooting. She was going to do it. But Amy, I was like, I'm not sure. Like, I think Amy, Amy's just, she's sweet and she's great and she's a good time. And she wants to see Africa. And that's all good. But she, she just to- like turned it on when she got there.
1: I thought she was going to sit being head of HR. She wanted to talk about their feelings and how they felt <laughs> about getting eight, six behind the shoulder. You never know. But she did. She turned out to be a little killer. And she was going to bed early before everyone else. Getting a good night's sleep and getting up early, and she was just trying to push it down. Yeah, and, and but she all did. of them, and it's, it's they all did, yeah. And I think being well part of Q, they all had the right rifles. Yeah, and nice scopes. They did. They had the right scopes. The big thing is, which you know, and we always say this as PHS, especially when it comes to to ladies, is. What a fucking pleasure!
0: That's what you say with all ladies, because I I can say from my experience. No, hold on, hold on. Someone's in camp all the time. When a woman shows up in camp, I'm like, God damn it! No, I'm not. I'm not pumped when women show up. It
1: depends if it's just a wife or it's a hunter. So like, Uh, true. Yeah, because yeah, a difference. Kristen's
0: Kristen's like she's She's stone cold. I mean, she's more than all of us. Jesus.
1: that woman can shoot. (laughs) But the big thing is is having ladies as as a, a guest or a, 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 a hunter,
0: yeah, the,
1: they'd have no ego and they listen. And you can tell men like- okay, Sounds
0: like me. Hmm.
1: You know, you can say to them like, I want you to aim here. You see that like the third stripe? Put it there. They don't argue. You know that there's- a, a little bit of wind and your bullet's probably going to shift. So it's still a safe place to aim. And if the bullet shifts two or three inches, it's going to slap it in the crease, in the arm. Om- We're done. we tickets. Tickets. And the guy's going to sit there and overthink and overanalyze and like he's got an ego and he's like, fuck that, I'm not going to listen. He's told me I'm just going to say yes and I'm going to hold it to yeah, the left. The
0: crease, yeah. You
1: know, on the second stripe. And then what happens? He blows the
0: front shoulder off. We've got a fucking rodeo on our hands because you didn't listen. Rodeo. Oh, I don't like rodeos in the Eastern Cape. The mountains—that's some stitch.
1: Off we go. So, girls, listen. Yeah, girls are not harm maintenance when it comes. They are harm maintenance in every other degree
0: of the word. Brother, world. preach and it, preach
1: it. They—they
0: they are Fucking in tell every me other about aspect.
1: It. In every other aspect of our lives, it's harm maintenance. Yeah, tell me
0: divorce. Tell me all about it.
1: But when it comes to hunting. They're the most low-maintenance creatures out there. They listen. They are unbelievable shots. They squeeze the trigger.
0: I think they're just they girls.
1: Think Yeah, well, just the cute. Q girls, they, I mean, they they punched at home. They they wore the Q brand, and they pushed it to the finish line. I was so impressed. I was so impressed. I mean, I, I was impressed,
0: but I was also like… You were anticipating? I yeah, absolutely. Well, I knew they could all shoot, but… I don't know, like they, they got into the hunting so much, that was so cool. They
1: I worked hard at it, they, they climbed, they did everything, they, you know.
0: Well, with that said, so they all use six 6.5, what, mm-hmm. what do you think about 6.5 for African Animals Plains game? If you don't know how to
1: shoot, it's a shit caliber. Why, you say? Well, hold on, I, I may have said that wrong. It's all about shot placement. It's a small bullet. It's a 143 grain ELDX, which yeah. is phenomenally accurate. I love the, I mean, my 260, uh, I shoot a 143 grain ELDX. Yeah. It I know doesn't I have- right the heads. Yes, you have bought me many. They, I mean, it's a beautiful caliber. It's an accurate caliber. Yeah. It's not a heavy hitting. It's not a 200 grain or-
0: Yeah, ELDX or mag, or a, you know, 300 wind mag. Or,
1: you know, 300 wind mag. It's got the power. It's got everything behind it. So, but it is very shootable. Oh, absolutely. 100% provided you put the bullet in the right place. How, how many? That goes, that goes for, Hold without saying, it, it goes for everything. So, but you know, with a, if you're going to shoot a 6.5 or a 300, you're going to shoot a 143 granny LDX or a 200 granny LDX, you've got. A much sort of you've got room for error with a 200 grain with a 300 win mag mm. 200 grain eldx versus a65 yeah but like all the ladies did they took their time they squeezed the trigger they put the bullet where it's supposed to go and it it did the job as well as a three three at lapua mm. because they put the bullet where it's supposed to go they slept it. it's got good penetration it does the job it's everything but yeah if you just Go out there thinking that you've got a six five Creedmoor and it's a very accurate rifle and it's going to do the job, but you don't put the bullet where it's supposed to go, you are going to shoot off. You are going to be following a yeah. dog for a long way, so cause it doesn't have that. I know you hate the word knockdown, but it doesn't have the.
0: Well, how many how many clients how many clients show up with six five now? What, what what's becoming the most common caliber for plains game? That is a very popular
1: caliber. Um, and we're starting Mm. to get a lot of interest now in the 6.5 PRC as a new one that's coming up. And then I think the 7mm is also one that a lot of people are talking about now as well.
0: You you know what I don't... Here's the thing that I think is cool about 8.6. So 6.5 PRC or 300 PRC, it's it's like all these things. You could even say 458 SOCOM. Mm Mm-hmm they're great for killing but ammo companies develop them based just on ballistics mm-hmm. and there's not a gun to fit in them or for them to fit in like i mean do-
1: i would have far rather someone bought out an 8.6 than a 6.5 what
0: oh really oh if you're shooting yeah shooting a set 300 yeah it's better yeah it's better but you know the thing is like we're you look, look what you've done with it. We're, we're a silencer and gun company and then we develop a cartridge we know it needs to function the gun like when hornady or whoever develops 300 prc it's a weird length and size it doesn't fit in the guns you have to have a basically a bolt gun with a non-detachable magazine because there are no magazines that accept it true maybe the barrett mag but so what's the delivery system how do you feed it and I think that's where I think it's something inadvertently that um, Q is becoming very good at, you know. And in the in a past life at our old company, we did 300 blackout to fit in the AR-15 magazine that gun. Now we did 8.6, it's to fit in a 308 magazine. So what is everything we can do to get the most performance out of that? So you can just have a barrel swap only with a 300 PRC. Like we have to develop a magazine and a whole new gun, well, or it has to be a traditional 700 or whatever action that's an odd length that it's a. Uh, you know, it's a box magazine within the gun that's non-detachable. Well, look at your arsenal.
1: When you arrive in South Africa, I'll pull out your big Pelican case. I've put it so that there's three boxes, and they're all ammo boxes filled with magazines. <laughs> one's 6.5, one's eight six, and one's 3.08. Yeah. And it's all the same mag. And we've now had like different colors and we're sticking stickers on them to like the stickers or this, the white mags or this. And then on the eight, six, we've got two sets of mags. Cause one super and one subsonic. Yeah. I mean, it's all the same. You can flip it and what a pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I love the six, five. It's a beautiful caliber, but you gotta be on point. Eight, yeah. six. I like, because it's got some,
0: yeah i mean mean, you've seen the impact and how the animals react subs and
1: supers i mean we've smacked some shit with that thing i mean
0: with subs to me it's like shooting stuff with six five or three oh eight i mean that's shooting them with subs let me ask you this all right to justify what we've done with eight six yeah so the average shot when in south africa when you're hunting with someone what's the average shot distance Average. Mm. With anyone or with you? No, anyone. I don't count because I'm a legend and I shoot far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say the average distance is between 250
0: and 300. Oh, it's farther than I thought.
1: Well, uh, well it's what wh- we did with... Wait, hold on, but you got to you got to take into account how many people we have hunting now and it's It's changed over the last three years, eh yeah yeah, before that, I mean I thought 300 was like fuck far hmm. um, and it's I would say it's changed over the last three years or so because you know your turreting system, um, people have been watching video, especially like you know with what you've been doing hmm. and a lot of people have over the last two years have taken that into account they've been watching that. So things have changed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't look at 10 years ago because that doesn't count. I mean, it's yeah, the last I two, mean, three years now, it, it's got further. So guys are comfortable with bullet technology, the rifles they're shooting and the scopes that they're using. And yeah. I think optics is a major part of it. You know, 270 yeah. from five years ago versus now or a 30 or six from five years ago versus now. The turreting, the you know, scope, technology changed quite a bit you know Vortex is something thats be, that's come out that's very affordable. the EOtech I mean the EOtech's a machine yeah um, So I think that's that's changed the game um, quite a bit. So your average shot has increased over the last few years because of people being more confident watching videos, YouTube. That's awesome to hear, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's changed the game quite a bit. With you saying that, 250 to 300, you know, what we did was, you just said that you're an expert in your field. You -hmm. you said, well, I'll fucking say it. I've hunted with a lot of people. You are. And even your boss said, you're probably the best PH in South Africa. (laughs) He has to say And he has a trophy that says he was the best in 2015. (laughs) No, he (laughs) didn't have to say that. And I, I probably heard him to say that, but he did. And... um. So, but you are in your field and you know, your field is about harvesting, killing animals. That's what it is Um, for whatever purpose people like it or hate it. That's, that's, that's what it is. You know, the idea is to hunt, stalk, shoot, recover an animal. Um, But also with the military work that we do, you know, over the years talking to um, you know, soldiers and not just army infantry, but tier one groups, the most elite guys that actually shoot everyone during the war, all the bad guys and they're snipers, like even at those groups, the snipers, like the average engagement is less than 300 yards. And that was kind of the point of eight, six, like we did 300 blackout the requested Navy. I've talked about it all the time. And that was so you could have super and subsonic 30 caliber bullet, uh, that was good for a short barrel, short range, <laughs> <laughs> in, in an ar-15 delivery system or an m4 delivery system um but with 8.6, 6 six we're basically three x that but what ethan and i wanted to do was 99.99 percent of the shots on animals so if you're rad robertson or you're you know gi joe sniper Ninety nine point nine nine percent of your shots gonna be inside three hundred. So let's oh, make geez. let's make that solution. And that was eight six. You know, we can do that, and you and I have done it many times with eight six with super and subsonic at three hundred yards with a gun that weighs five pounds with a ten or twelve inch barrel.
1: If you if you are I'd go as far as saying if you're three fifty and less with an eight six, whether it's a nine inch or a sixteen inch barrel, you are in deep shit. Yeah. That gun, I mean, you can make that 300-yard shot left-handed all day long with the 8.6, with a 10-inch barrel, 11-inch yeah. barrel. Yeah, we, I mean, I we've, mean d- we've done it a couple hundred times. I mean, yeah, we have. We we saw with a 16-inch barrel at 400, we've got a bit of spin drift, but yeah. obviously with that fast twist, which changes
0: the game completely. Yeah, yeah, I do think once you go over 300, spin drift with the supersonic, especially with the longer, longer barrel, barrel, plays, yeah. plays With well, the shorter apart. barrel,
1: out to 300, there's... There's movement, but it's not not enough to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, whether you're really hitting the guy, where you're hitting the person or the animal in the chest cavity, you've got enough room for error, and it, it destroys shit. I mean, you know how much I like that bonds that you were shooting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it comes out. I mean, I've I use bonds in my my lot. Yeah. And you know, those those petals yeah. those petals peel back straight back oh. when it comes out of that eight six it looks like a f- like a fucking propeller yeah it's like it's
0: twisted th- and uh, the wound channel yeah. it, is, it, it is severe i mean yeah i mean that energy transfer because it's not like you just stop a bullet in a linear yeah. direction but you also have to stop it rotationally the and rotational you see se- when severe. the pedals are bent that that is dumping major energy into the end
1: well feel feel the edge of that sharpest sharp as shit yeah and Okay, we're talking about super and sub. Yeah. Super, 300 yards, no problem all day long. Yeah, all day. We shot shit at 200, 220 yards with subsonic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been cool. I mean, in big AMO's. With a
1: 315 grain with with your Hornady. Yeah. Sub, I mean, yeah.
0: that is unreal. Yeah. Yeah, that that's been a good time. I mean, and you and I have been nervous so many times doing it, but now, like, I'm not nervous. If I'm confident, I can make the shot. I know the animal's dead. If you have like, the, the dope, first the first five or ten times, you know, I'm still like second guessing. Now, mm, I got the dope. and We got a good range, and I'm and I'm comfortable, and I know I'm going to make a good shot. To me, it's like
1: that's the most important thing easy. is
0: is the dope. Yeah,
1: and we and how many times have we been into the range, figuring that out and. And that's the one good thing about you. If you're unsure about something or you used to have an uneasy feeling because of a previous shot or something, we go to the range yeah. and we figure it out. I mean, and, that's why
0: we built a thousand yard range at, yeah. at the ranch. Yeah, And getting dope on
1: super not, so, super, not so much, but your subsonic. If anyone out there is getting a subsonic, get your dope. And after so a hundred yards... Every 25
0: yards. Uh, that's exactly what I would say. After every, 25 every 25 yards, yards, make sure you know the dump. Yeah, because with 8.6, I mean, you and I have seen it. We've done it. Like, to me, you're good to 300. That was the solution. 300 is 99.99%. Because, you know, with subsonic, the problem is the bullet flight time. That's like shooting a 1,000 yards with 6.5 or 308 so the animal can move. He wants some more drink, Tori? I don't know what he's doing. Um, all right so that's cool so I think it changes things because you've got you've got a, a five pound gun that is 300 yard capable the stock folds you can have in your lap all the time in the truck and when you walk around you're hiking around whether you're stalking tracking whatever you're doing because you can jump something you and I have done that recently too I've got the gun on my chest and we jump something that we've wounded and it jumps up and I can shoot it instantly
1: it's so easy I mean I carry my rifle over my shoulder
0: and yep, we... traditional redneck
1: exactly so when we get into something it's on my shoulder and if it gets like thick brush I'll take it off my shoulder and I'll yeah. hold it and the difference between flicking that gun off off my shoulder and getting it up versus having it lying across your chest and just whipping it up. Well, you look, we've done Elin before with a Subsonic. Yeah. And climbing up that mountain. Woo. I mean, we were out of breath, and it's...
0: Yeah, rip, J. My man was dead.
1: Yes. I wonder if he's heard his voice recording. He forgot he had his mic on. It was funny. <laughs> fucking douchebag shoot it from here there was a lot of things there we shouldn't say on this podcast but uh-huh. i mean you look at how you carry that rifle and how much lighter it is and you've got three times the amount of ammo
0: available to you versus any other traditional rifle that's right i mean you have three or four shots with any of the african cartridges. yeah you, you got traditional three rifle? max
1: four and most of the other ones you've got ten and yeah. you're
0: still lighter and, and 45 degree bolt throw. I'm shooting three times faster, four and a times shorter faster barrel,
1: And you got, a, you got a shorter barrel, including a suppressor.
0: Yep. I
1: mean, it's, it's hard to beat. But it's hard to... Change in the game. Come back.
0: I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. What are your two or three most memorable or favorite moments from our hunts at this point, which has been hundreds? Because I can think of a couple I love.
1: Mm, shit, that's a tough one i would have to say that one where we shot the kudu and the fellow off the cliff
0: oh yeah that's probably number one that, that has to got to be one so that's pretty cool so that was we were in a valley in an dave, afternoon you know? yeah with dave and we were an hour or so from being too low light to shoot and we're glassing this valley and there's mountains because it's in the eastern cape where there's mountains a thousand yards we see a we spot a bull underneath a rock face it's the, one on the, the day of before. Mountain. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So we're in the afternoon, we see it and underneath this rock face along and there's a lot of bush and shrub underneath the rock face there. And it's, you know, last light and we see him and we're like, well, we're not going to try to make a play now. We, we go home, we go to bed, we come back the next day, we go over the top of the mountain, come down, we had to come down two or 300 yards to To the top of that rock face, and that's where Dave Etchkin was doing the rock the rock crawler. <laughs> he was laughing up, at Yeah, and then, um, and that was one of the most impressive times I've ever seen with you as a PH. Not, I mean, you're a legend, but that time was exceptional. You laid on your stomach over the edge of that rock cliff, which is a few hundred feet in the air, and you're looking in the bush. And so we spent a couple hours doing that, and you find one little patch of that kudu through a hole in the bush. And it took me like 20 minutes when you saw it and were telling me to where I could finally see it because there's a little patch on its ass and you could see one stripe. And you're like, that's that kudu bull. And I'm like, Red, you high as fuck. How do you know that's that kudu bull? And you're like, well, it's the rut. There wouldn't be another bull up here and that's a bull. And I was like, "Mm." and we wait a couple hours. You remember we're sitting there and I was like, because, you know, I love the fallow deer. And I was like, wouldn't it be, awesome if i shoot this this kudu wakes up and i shoot it and a fallow runs out giant fallow and i shoot it and sure enough well we wait a couple hours and i'm getting like hungry and irritated it's, and <laughs> agitated and like impatient and i'm like you think we could throw some rocks down there try to wake it up and i ask whitey why he's like yeah throw the rocks like i think whitey was getting Whitey's tired, about I'm as
1: impatient as you are
0: yeah and so we start remember we and i was like you don't think it's gonna like Wake up and look right at us and bust us and like, fuck off, won't get a shot. And you're like, no, it's not going to look at us. And we start, as long as we're quiet, won't we'll look at us. So we're quiet and we're throwing the rocks. You throw a couple smaller rocks, nothing happens, nothing happens. We still see its little spot of ass down there in the bushes. And all of a sudden, we throw a bigger rock. It's like we're looking at each other, and we look down, and he's standing up looking right at us. <laughs> exactly what you said he wouldn't do. Someone's made a noise. <laughs> Too loud. Must have. Must have. But to me, that was a great hunt because you remember that? Like, I'm pointing down like this, and by this time, like, I'm shaking like a motherfucker. I'm not supported very well, but it's like basically 100 yards. Shoot him. Bam. Make a good shot. Get lucky. He runs out of that bush, and and so i'm chambered another round i'm trying to get on him but i'm like all unsteady and shaking and we just see blood pissing out yeah, of the other side was, was i mean he's 150 yards and we can just see it's like a water hose so it's like, ah, oh, remember he went in the erosion, like flipped over. He's dead. And Whitey starts yelling at us, which should Whitey never it, says it, anything. <laughs> and we look over here, and the biggest fallow deer in the history of the world's running the opposite direction. And he was just going
1: shire, shire, shire.
0: <laughs> and and for, I don't know why it paused that cattle fence because I well, got it wasn't on him. A cattle but fence is like
1: two strands of wire. I mean,
0: yeah, is, so I mean, he could have just gone right over it, but. I was shaking. I was on him and I was shaking so bad I wasn't comfortable with the shot. And I lowered the gun and he's at like a, maybe 100 yards at this point. And I lowered the gun and I start taking a couple deep breaths and I get back on him. And Can I'm I
1: a, lie down and you, didn't you lie over the top of me? I, I remember lying down saying, like, well, just use my body as I can't remember if you it. I mean, or you or tell me to so use fast. your body
0: all the time. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, it's only been a few weeks. I'm good. <laughs> But um, I don't remember that part, but oh, fuck <laughs> so I took a deep breath and I supported myself. And for whatever reason, I'm about to squeeze the trigger. He's, I mean, he is full out sprinting and yeah, I could good. tell like, I mean, we all could like we could just see, we couldn't see the palms, but we could see how wide he was, if but his had ass was idea, huge. I would still be crying. Oh, he, I mean, we could tell he was 50%, 100% bigger than every other fallow deer and took a deep breath. Got back on him, supported myself, and I'm about to shoot. And and then he all of a sudden just slows down, almost pauses. And it's like perfect. He gives me a shot. Like, it, yeah, those, those little couple strands of wire it freaked him out. And had he still kept going full sprint and just leapt over that thing, he would have been gone in like two seconds. He oh, would no, it would have been, 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 been done. It. And he paused and bam, and it he rolls through the film. Oh, so, so beautiful. So to me that is one of my best memories too. Cause remember we cut the heads off both of them because it's like a thousand yard mountain and we carried the heads down and then we did the, the sensible thing and we got staff to come carry the carcasses paper. out. Yeah. So I'd
1: say that, that was one of them. Yeah. Um, that Eland hunt, we did with Thomas mm. that yeah. No, hold on. I'm excluding all our dangerous game hunts. I'm excluding our Buffalo, our Lion, all that sort of stuff. I'm yeah. talking about South Africa only. Yeah. Um, Dangerous Game is a different category. So that would be one. The Elon that we did with Thomas after we did that hike. And I mean, I was filming the Elon Thomas was filming you. We smoked that with the 8-6. That would be another one. And then
0: you remember when the Stormberg, that uh mountain reed buck that had no horns that you spotted? We thought it was a it was a doe. A... So
1: that was so funky. Yeah. That was cool. That was a good hunt. That was cool, and that that was a good shot. It was cool. The one horn with that background, the, the picture Ooh. we got, that was scenic, most beautiful picture I have. I would say the other cool hunt that I really really enjoyed. We had so many, so it's hard. It's hard to. The fellow, the fellow, the kudu and the fellow. that one hunt, that was one. The Eden we did, that was another one, a very memorable one. The third memorable hunt was the first animal we shot with 8 6 subsonic, and that was in that mist and drizzle and rain. We snuck up and we smoked that zebra at 60 yards, and it was a through and through.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That was a big moment purely because of the first animal with subsonic. And and we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know happen. what was going to happen, and it went right through and pummeled it so yeah
0: 30 yards it was lying dead by the time we were able to run up there he was, was dead. stone dead
1: yeah so it's it's pretty hard to pick three yeah sort of specific hunts but those
0: three stand out a lot well the next day or two when we shot that zebra at like 224 220 yards 220 yards, yeah so many yards that yeah. that was a cool experience as well because remember we we were glassing off the mountain and we saw the eland herd and we drove down there and we're going to and we parked, and we're going to start hiking in for that Elon herd. And we parked, and we hike a little, and we turn around, and there's a herd of zebra on the side of the hill there. Yeah. And we decided to set up and shoot those. Yeah, yeah, that that was incredible because that was the first. I mean, that's probably the first long intentional subsonic hunting shot ever. I mean, it, it, I mean that well, was. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, it wasn't. I mean, two hundred twenty four yards. I mean, that's a poke with subs for subs. Yeah. Well, I challenge anyone to shoot
1: fifty yards and then after that do every 25 yards and and figure out their dope and you can shoot accurately at 224 yards That's like shooting 600 yards with supers
0: yeah yeah it, without prob- a turret probably at least um, yeah, and uh, we got lucky. I mean, that first shot, uh, I, I, we we fuck all do luck. We could we couldn't have put that first shot in. A, I mean, I shot it. One, I shot it twice. The first shot, he was totally dead, stunned. But he was still walking, and you don't want to take a chance. I mean, a zebra is like a strong, yeah, tough animal. Again, I you've mean, seen that. Yeah, on the mountain, it can go two miles downhill, and you're just, you're fucked. So yeah, and trying to also see the damage and recover bullets. So stuck another one in there. Oh. Yep. that was a great experience it was yeah i uh it's a dangerous game you know one of my one of my favorites actually was um the last time we were in mozambique when we saw those two or three buffalo go in the tall grass and we go over there and we stalk around and everything and we try to flank them we come out the other side and there's like 20 of them yep. that line up and they're facing us staring at us oh that was cool because that was close and i oh it was a monster shot him and then he runs in the bush and you spotted him behind that termite mound you saw his little tail flicker this is talent, yeah and and so he's bed down dying and we came around and uh flanked him and he probably what probably like 10 yards he tries to get up yeah, and 10, I shoot 10 15 him again. yards yeah oh that was a good time that was a cool hunt
1: it was it was just the the whole thing about it was just was cool was the scenario
0: the stalk the everything
1: you know we had a bit of disadvantage because the sun was coming up behind them, so we were trying to figure out which buffalo and trying to you know which one and to get a shot and and the scope and the light coming in it it wasn't easy it was difficult conditions.
0: dude those buffalo that are at crusader holy cow You know, when uh, the last time I was there and you had to leave to go to your friend's wedding a few days early, Andrew and I go riding around for a few days hanging out and uh, we find a big herd of buffalo and some of the biggest buffalo I've ever seen. And Andrew is totally crazy he gets out of the truck. He wants to video and take pictures because they are incredible. And it's on top of the mountain, which is weird. You find them in the Valley. Like he said the other day, they're my front yard at my house and they're on top of the mountain. They're everywhere. You never know where they're going to be. And, uh, he finds them and he gets out and he's getting closer and closer. He has the camera. He's taking pictures probably for you guys. And I was like, what are you, doing and so i got out there with my gun and we got in a situation where a couple of the cows got cheeky and they came within probably like 15 20 yards of us and i thought at one point like andrew wasn't backing up and the cow keeps getting closer i'm like i'm gonna have to shoot this cow but anyway it worked out it's a great time well uh, well okay so you've hunted so you were a ph in canada and you've hunted in america and stuff
1: canada well andrew was the guy he was there for 10 years i did one six weeks thin. oh just once
0: freezing my balls off there. oh fuck I was freezing I can't even believe knowing you now you're such a pussy with cold that you were ever there however how you guys survived most of
1: this community now would not survive here 50 years ago they all would have fucking perished by
0: now it's nothing you're just weak Um. Hmm. so uh-huh. you know it's what I try to tell people <laughs> like you can go on a whitetail or mule deer hunt in Canada or an elk hunt in America and you can spend a couple weeks and one animal you shoot on the first day, what do you do the rest of the time? Otherwise you could spend, yep, yeah, it's <laughs> totally all I'm doing. You could spend two weeks, you shoot on the last day or you never shoot it. But you know, that is one awesome thing that I try to explain to people about Africa is if you go there for a buffalo, a kudu, whatever you're going to shoot, you get it. Don't you get lucky, get it on the first day. You've got warthog, Paula. You've got 20 other species of animals that you can hunt and shoot. And a lot of them are very inexpensive. You can go and cull the baboon population. For free. Yeah.
1: Cull warthogs. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Yeah. Andrew's always willing to hook guys up and make sure they enjoy their entire stay there. So always
0: yeah. something to do. Some people want that out west elk hunt where you hike in 10 miles and you sleep in a tent and you're eating bullshit stuff that you could over a campfire yeah so so mike that's all fun stuff it is it's mike but you know you're not getting any younger mike and that, and after a couple years of that and especially if you get skunked and you don't get an elk and mike can't take guinness in either so you can't take what can't take guinness in with them guinness the beer get guinness it. Oh, Guinness in with him. Yes. Okay, your accent fucks me up. Speak American, motherfucker. Years. American
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> is not a language. or It's just... <laughs> what is it you speak? What do you speak? English. Like- We're fucking Scottish. Robertson.
0: Yeah, me too. But this is the way I speak. Oh, Everyone likes my accent i know god i got nothing going for me <laughs> i'm fucking bald i'm old i don't hey, have the, the accent the,
1: the bald head and the beard oh. is just we winning
0: oh yeah i get all the dick um and the steak that we're gonna go to not yes. yes steak yeah but that's the thing you Shunk get skunked out. a few years it sucks like it's it's always good if you have a very difficult hunt and rad and i've had some difficult hunts where there's dangerous game or whatever and you put the work in you know mozambique 120 degrees 16 days for a lion fucking or 15 loved it. days it was, the it temperature was,
1: was perfect
0: ugh, it was horrible but you know in the end we got the lion so it makes the trip great if we had not gotten the lion i would fucking hate mozambique Fucking hate it. What about everything
1: else you shot? That beautiful kudu, the well, three buffalo, the two zebra, especially when I gave you that little <coughs> oil change check.
0: Remember that? Oh, oh, and the we, zebra. Have, we should put that right here. Well, that was terrible. Thomas,
1: not put that picture up. Yet. I
0: don't know. I, I hope it doesn't exist anymore. What's I've still got it.
1: What's oh no! Kevin was giving me shit about something, so we shot the zebra in the face for bait, um, and it just collapsed. And then we took pictures in six, okay, yeah, in the face. And then we were sitting there taking a picture and you know what Kevin's like and he's giving me some shit about something. So he's bent over What's and I look man? over. You were giving me grief about something. He was just chirping. So I'd had enough of it. So we're sitting there and I decide that Kevin needs to I need to check the oil. So Kevin's bent over and he's like smiling like, uh, you know, he's all shaved and pretty and it's got sunscreen on it's glistening and i just decided to give him a little <clears throat> and at that time i think alex was taking pictures or or was it john but anyway it captures it absolutely I was, perfectly he just goes it's horrible <laughs> it almost looks like you stuck a cattle prod up his ass it's just he we've i've got the pictures so you show.
0: violated the hell out of my man here oh he Pretty did nice. i tasted the hand cream the hand lotion oh, it was no. terrible <laughs> but
1: it had teachy tea oil so that's okay
0: but you know you're right about that hunt even if we had not been able to har- harvest the lion yeah the grace buck so we shot a sharp's grace buck which you only shoot at night with shotguns and for whatever reason we're going to check a lion bait during the day one runs across in front of us in the road like 30 yards in the tall grass thinks it's hidden and stops and looks at us. And uh, so we're able to shoot that, which was kind of an aspirational kind of thing too. Rad was more excited about that than when we shot the lion. But, um, but the cool thing about a cat hunt is you have to bait. And because it was 120 degrees, the bait didn't last in the trees. So we're having to shoot animals almost every day. And you know, that's kind of the difference between a lot of American hunts. I still love whitetail hunting. But it's hard for me to go out west and spend fifteen grand to go on an elk or a mule deer hunt when I know I can spend that going to Africa and I can shoot ten animals and it's all inclusive and I can have a great time and I'm not sleeping in a tent. I've got a hot shower and a comfortable bed. And I don't know. I mean, I'm always saying it. It's true. Well, and you get you get to hunt with Rad Robertson, the greatest Scotsman ever. <laughs> don't say that. Second greatest. Your daddy's getting old.
1: What about Thomas Springle? He was pretty cool.
0: Oh, he was cool. Mm-hmm. Got his grave sought. Did 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 you girls go there? Did we go do we all go there together Tori and I did. Not on the you. camera. You guys did? With yeah. me, yeah. Went to the church, right? Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. A little good yeah. tour guide. Hell yeah. All
1: inclusive. a full package if you come with me. Full package.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Thomas Pringle—that's Andrew's like grandfather, great, seven great, generations great, great, ago. Yeah. So he was like a famous poet, and the mm-hmm. Queen gave him the land down there to settle. Mm-hmm. And so it was 1820. 1820. He, fa- he brought the fallow deer over that we hunt because they didn't know their, what the animals really were. If they'd be able to eat them, so they brought those, and they flourished there, free range now, which is fucking incredible. And um, so what? After like 20 years, he goes back to Scotland for a visit for a holiday and dies there and they bury him there for like 150 years. So that's like his, it wasn't a tombstone, but what do you call it? When It's more like a crypt. It's like a cover for his, his grave. They do that in Louisiana quite a bit. Oh, no. fucking Cajuns. Oh well, it's the French, I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah. not. laughs> no, they're cool. Um, Who, the but, French or the Louisiana? Yeah. So it's all, (laughs) so, so it's just like not that long ago, they exhumed his body. They built that church there on Andrew's family property in the fifth, 1950,
1: they built the church. Yeah.
0: Okay. So he'd been there like 150 years or something. I don't know, not that long, I guess, but it it was a long time because the crypt, it's all worn. You can't even read it Mm -hmm. hardly. So they have it on the placard on the wall, in the church, that church, you guys saw that church is freaking beautiful. Isn't it just, you go in that church? Oh. See, it's the first time everyone in the church was this visit, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, Andrew and Julia got married in there. That's cool. okay. You
1: You've always been too busy shooting shit.
0: Well, you know, I like to get after
1: testing them. out the 8-6 for everyone else. I'm a
0: slave to the grind, man. Uh-huh. I love my
1: job. We've done a good thing. We've shot a lot of 150 to 200 pound animals for people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want the military to use it, it's like, yeah. But it is cool they say hey can you shoot some 150 pound 200 pound animals and then What's we up, have to sorry. figure out the problem
1: out. is they better have four
0: people lined up
1: behind that bullet because it's gonna <laughs> fucking <them>, oh, <laughs> lots of people up it's been good might be well, a couple casualties
0: there rad i uh i've enjoyed our hunts or those two but also our hunts so, so much <laughs> <laughs> oh and i'm so glad you've come to visit and um god we're going to Cameroon. It's gonna be so fun. I hope ten
1: days' time. We're gonna be sweating our balls off, walking 10 to 15 miles a day.
0: I, I hope that's what we're doing, and we're not in a Cameroonian prison. That would be so great. No, we'll get out of it. A couple Benjamins would be good. Oh, okay. So Jess, we gotta take cash to Cameroon. <laughs> um, but man, I just love the adventure so much. Well, many more to come. Oh, so many. And yeah, if you're listening, if you doubt me on the hunting, so every year in like January, February, Dallas Safari Club, SCI. SCI seems to move around. Obviously, Dallas Safari Club's in Dallas, which is cool. Dallas is a great town. We yeah, have a great time. Same, yeah. So SCI was in Vegas last year during the shot show, which was convenient for me, but I hate Vegas, but it was convenient because I had to go to a shot show. But this year it's in Nashville. Country music. Oh my God. Chris Barrett. You know, our buddy Chris Barrett. So they sold their company. What? Yeah. To an Australian company. So my our man Chris is retired now. And uh, I couldn't be happier for him. It was so awesome. He's a cool dude. He is the best. He really is.
1: I mean, he he was the man who inspired this whole... Well, I mean... Also he, true. He has inspired a couple of these fur cuts.
0: Yeah. And he did that belt buckle for me. So oh, I wore yeah. it in his honor the we first day to of Mexico. Shot show. You get to uh, get out of jail free there. That's right. So uh, Chris... So, Chris, so we're going to Nashville for um, SCI. So I told Chris about it. He's pumped. He wants to hang out with us. So awesome. we're going to have a party. We're going to have a party at his bar, the 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 Red Door, I think it's called, in Nashville. And um, so I think he's opening another one soon, another city. But um, so... We're going to have a great time here. it be epic. So we leave this this week, next week, to go to Cameroon. We're yep. going to be there, what, are we there, two weeks, two and a half weeks? Two weeks. Well, just over two weeks. The hunting yeah. is two weeks. So we'll be there for
1: my birthday and Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Surprise, your birthday is not Valentine's Day. You've it's the day it. before. Of course it is. Of course you know. All right. So we'll be there for your birthday. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Quite I'm right. going to get a Rad Robertson tattoo in the heart and on my ass. Please don't do that. I'm totally doing it. Please don't. And um, so we're going to do that. Then we are coming back to America, and we're going to the Maker's Mark Distillery. I Uh, hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to do the show. We only just got invited today.
1: Well, on your approval, obviously.
0: I I doubt that's up to me, but Rad, I I love you. (laughs) You're my brother. You are welcome wherever I am welcome. And if you're not welcome, then neither Neither of us are. Fantastic. Sounds good. All right, so to more adventure, more hunting. God, it's Such an epic time. I don't know what the fuck people are doing here. If you're not going to African hunting, you just suck, basically. It's so fun. <laughs> so good. We've got many, many years to come, so we can do it. Oh, and now we have the beach place. So we're going to start fishing, mm-hmm. hunting from the pontoon boat. Just me, because everybody else doesn't get to do that. I get, I get the full That's quota. That's special permission. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll get it done. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I think we're good. I mean, we're going to have many, many more stories to come. So it's not like we're going to run out of things to talk about. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. One thing at a time. We've got Cameroon. We've got SCI. Mm-mm. And then we've got the next trip and the next one. And
0: So three things yeah. at a time.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's the way you like it. Three at a time.